For Truth with a Texas Twain, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And we are talking to Ashley Kutosh today. Ashley, thank you for joining me. I'm excited to be here. Now, I did give an extensive overview of her bio. She is such a talented and accomplished lady, so you can find that, and I think I'm going to call that other one, the other podcast we did, Overcoming Childhood Stereotypes with Ashley Kutosh, because we're talking about blind spots today. And so I'm going to share a story for our listening friends, Ashley, that you don't know. I had heard of you before we met from my daughter, who I really admire and respect, Ellen Crafty Trant is this young businesswoman, mother of five, and she's just a dynamic woman. And I often ask her for advice because she's gifted in ways and talented and, and has natural strengths that I don't have. And so sometimes she'll tell me when she meets somebody new that she really admires, and you were one of those people. And so the first time I walked into your room and realized that we were going to be t- together in the same room was at a woman's fund committee meeting. And I walked in, and as we went around the room, I realized you were in the room. And I was like, that's the woman Ellen told me about. So I made a point. You may not know this. Every time we met, I tried to sit by you. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. It wasn't that large of a group, so it didn't stand out to me. (laughs) I was pretty subtle about it, but here's the thing. To even appreciate how what that means, you have to know me. Well, I have to thank Ellen for that. Well, you have to know this about me. I always, whenever I'm in a committee meeting, I love committees and I love group dynamics when you're trying to plan something special and like an event. And so I always try to sit by what I call the smartest person in the room. And by, I mean, there's never a dumb person in those committees. But what I'm looking for is the person who has the gifts that I don't have. So I'm looking for somebody who can add and subtract usually oh, or, gosh. yeah, or somebody that I think is going to be really uh, observant and perceptive and quiet and no- make note of impo- like succinct, somebody who's going to be really sensible and judicious ab- about the meeting because that puts that dampers me down just a little bit. It puts a bit of accountability on me. So I'm usually looking for somebody who's good at math and who is very sensible when I walk into a room. So that, I don't know if you're good at math, but I knew from what Ellen had told me that you were a very perceptive and sensible person. Well, that is so neat. Thanks for sharing that story with me. I I think it relates to some of the things that um, you might learn about in the book about surrounding ourselves with people that we can learn from. Well, I love that about you, and I I just really enjoyed that serving on that committee, and you were one of the main reasons why, because I always I always tried to pay attention to how you would phrase things. <laughs> I'm just 
laughing at myself. I'm such an old person to be this dorky, but it's just true. I know. I think one of our biggest strengths in life is when we learn what our weaknesses are, because then we really appreciate the people around us. So I'm actually not embarrassed about what my weaknesses are anymore. I just, I just view them as my chance to be glue with somebody else. So anyway, that's a great way to be. So I value that in your friendship and your personality and strengths. So tell me a little bit as you were processing this great information, all this leadership training you do all the time, that's your full-time job is teaching other people how to be great leaders and, and getting people matched up with jobs that fit them really well. So tell me what, how did patterns begin to play in your, in your thinking about this topic? Well, especially as um, Brian and I had been doing coaching and, and various leadership roles that we had been in, we had both seen people who um, something would happen to them again and again, and uh. they would wonder why, and they would want us to help give them, like, the, the, the answer, the solution. And, and oftentimes what we had to do was get them to look introspectively. Um, and so as we saw that happen, we started thinking about what is the common denominator in these situations. And that common denominator usually is the person who's experiencing that same thing happening to them over and over again. So I started thinking about what do I see happen in my life um, over and over again. And one of the things that that became evident to me as I became introspective in that way is I, I've had a, a long history of friendships that are just a little flaky. I, I feel, you know, like maybe it's more one-sided on my side than it is on, on that uh-huh. side. And that's not been all of the friendships that I've had in my life, but it's been a high number of them. And so as I looked at that, I always just thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm obviously just maybe not a very good picker or it's bad luck. Um, just started really thinking about what is it about me that allows that to happen. And ah. that's the reason why I really like the whole idea of looking for patterns in your life. Is thinking about what things happen to you um, and seem to happen to you more than once, and what is your role in that? Um, and, and I think that's so important for all people and, and for women and for moms and wives to think about those patterns that they're seeing in their lives and begin to really inspect those. That is such great thought. I love the series of questions. What things happen to you? What things happen more than once? And what is your part in all those? Do you find that people really just, I mean, I, I like even just picking up the book, let me read the title, Blind Spots, What You Don't, don't Know Can Hurt You. Now, I when I heard the title and the topic when Brian told me about it originally, I, at first I was like, "Oh no, I don't want to know my blind spots." Mm-hmm. And th- and then he said, "The thing about blind spots is sometimes it's what you do really well and you don't even know you're doing it, and so it's a lot of the potential of that strength is just not not really, you know, you're not reaching that potential." So I love the fact that he took not only the negatives you did, both of you took not only the negative side of the idea, but also the really positive side of that. And, and I, so here's my question. Do you find that people are kind of afraid to take responsibility for their patterns? Yes, definitely. And, and it seems like people are either afraid or they'll not admit to necessarily being afraid, but they'll say, this is just who I am. Oh, yeah. I was made. 
And so I, I always will caution people and say, mm, if you feel yourself either physically or psychologically putting your hands on your hips and saying to yourself, this is just who I am, they're just going to have to accept it. One thing to remember is that we, we don't really, I mean, people don't really have to accept it by behave a certain way. They can or they can't, and that's my choice if I want to work on that or if I don't want to work on that. Um, but I was just yeah. careful to, to, if I find myself saying, well, that's just who I am. Um, I always, at least want to stop and question that a little bit. Is that really who I am? Or that's uh, just who I feel that I am and I'm not wanting to work on it? What is it? I love those questions. I'm actually, just so my listening friends know, I am going to re-listen to this whole podcast. I'm going to catch every one of her good questions. <laughs> I love good questions like this. It helps so much to have the right question because then you can just find answers to them. You can ask yourself and then write down your answers. So I will put that in a blog for sure, Ashley. That is great stuff. So when you're talking to people and you find uh, you're trying, like, uh, let's say we're at home and you realize, okay, my husband doesn't really want to take responsibility for this attitude. Do you find there's questions you can ask that really help a person get to the bottom of it? Yes, there are. Although, you know, I do still find that very, very challenging because to get someone mm -hmm. else to overcome their blind spots is, it, it's a very hard thing to do. And that's actually one of the most frequently asked questions that we get when we speak on the book is, okay, yeah, yeah, I know, I know me, but what about everybody else? Yeah. Well, this is kind of one of those books where it's very challenging to hand it to someone and say, you should read this. <laughs> because, right, because that right. that you feel like you see things wrong with them that you want to fix. And usually that doesn't put people in the frame of mind of wanting to fix them. So, um, you know, what I have found, though, is asking questions that get people to think about how their, how their actions are impacting others or how their actions could possibly be perceived is effective if people are open to having that conversation, whether it be your husband, your kids, your best friends, or, you know, your coworkers. Um, you know, a good line of questioning certainly can be helpful in helping them uncover blind spots about themselves. Well, and I have another question for you on this topic. So sometimes we get all these self-help books and we just – Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have two minutes left to talk about this. We will come back to this, but I'll just introduce the idea. I want to know a little bit more about where is the line between I'm gonna try to work on this, but at the same time I'm never gonna be perfect. I'm just not, mm -hmm. and and I'm kind of happy being an imperfect human who is vulnerable and authentic. So I. I I want us to come back and talk a little bit about that. And I also want to talk a little bit when we come back from the break about how you can be a person who has great qualities and then take them too far, which I think mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's part of uncovering your blind spots is you want to reach your full potential, but you also don't want to run over people with your great attributes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that. In the meantime, I want to mention the Core Insights Leadership.com. So it's Core, C O R E, Insights, I N S I G H T S, Leadership.com. Now I'll build all those, all her links and her book and everything into a blog. And you can find that at Kathy Crafty, K R A F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward.com. And if you sign up for my blog, you'll just get it in your mailbox every week, and it'll have 
all these great experts that we interview all the time, plus some of Anna's terrific ideas about how to do practical, silly, fun things with your children and things you can think of getting and organizing on your way home from work in the afternoon after a long day of work. So we try to keep it really easy at Camp Crafty. So stay with us. We're going to be back with Ashley right after the break. This is Truth with a Texas Twang spoken here. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door and the next house over is a grocery store. Hi, this is Kathy. As women, we have a lot to ponder, but even the toughest topics are easier when we open up authentically and share our tenderest wisdom with each other. During this break, I want to mention a special way you can help other women. You can sign up for our blog and share it with your friends. Our podcasts are designed to create tools to talk about the toughest topics at home or at work. You can help by going to Kathy Crafty, C-A-T-H-Y-K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, dot com. We hope you love sharing these conversational adventures as much as we love bringing in experts to tell their stories and share their wisdom. Truth with a Texas twang spoken here. My parents are getting older and I want to be there to help. But sometimes I spend more time taking care of them than my own family. It's starting to put pressure on my marriage, and I feel like I'm ignoring my kids. My parents need help. I need help. My mom wants to stay at home, but she honestly can't handle it on her own anymore. I've been taking care of her, but I just want to be her daughter again. I know mom feels the same way. I'm not sure where to turn. If you're struggling to care for your parents, you're not alone. Home Instead Senior Care can help. With personalized service and a personal touch, our caregivers will help your parents stay in the place they call home. Home Instead Senior Care. To us, it's personal. to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, this is Kathy Craffy, and we're talking to Ashley Kutosh. Welcome back to the show. And um, we're just so glad that you stayed with us and you're listening because we have an amazing topic coming up. Ashley, as we went to the break, we were talking about perfectionism. One of my my favorite things about what you're currently doing is you're working with an amazing company, and they do so much training. And I love that. I don't know how much of that you might want to share on the air, but I wanted to give you the permission to just mention that if you'd like. Yes, I, I am so thankful to work for a company like Mentoring Minds that really values um, the employees. And, you know, I really feel like 
the employees as our biggest asset. If we can do things that help grow them and nurture them, sure, they may grow in a way that they leave the organization, but ultimately we're going to be better off for the time that we had with them if they feel like they were supported and and if they're learning. So it's just been a great opportunity to really come alongside people and help them grow in their careers. Well, if you're a teacher and you're listening in, I really encourage you to go look at what Mentoring Minds offers because they have some amazing resources created specifically for people in the education uh, business. So, But what's interesting to me about Mentoring Minds is I've known any number of people who really got to reach for potential and develop without being put in a box, without a perfectionistic or a stereotype kind of limit. And then they go, they grow, they go to work for somebody else, and then they come back to mentoring minds in some other role. That that happens a lot with that company because they care so much for their employees. Yes, it's so neat to be able to see people move in their careers and then come back and share expertise that they've learned to help us grow the business while they grow themselves. So that is very a, a unique and rewarding experience. Well, I know you've worked with a lot of strong personalities in your career. Talk to me. You talked in your book, Blind Spots. Let me say the title again. Blind Spots, What You Don't Know Can Hurt You. You talked in that book a little bit about strengths being carried too far. And people often assume I have a stronger personality. I mean, I think my personality comes across as very strong. And they don't, unless they know me, like if you listen to my podcast, you'll figure this out real quick. I have all kinds of insecurities and fear, but I've just learned to step into my fear and go ahead and take a risk and do do the hard things. So, but but I know there are people that view my strengths as too much sometimes. And so, talk to me a little bit about what that looks like and and how you address that if that's a per, if that tends to be one of your issues. Well, someone told me a long time ago, and I credit my mom, but I'm not really sure my mom is the one who said this because she says that that doesn't sound familiar to her. Um, but they said, be careful who, be careful who you date and marry because the thing that you like most about that boy when you meet him is the thing that would drive you the most crazy about him if you married with him and lived and lived with him for 20 years. Wow. Um, and so that stuck with me, and I started thinking about what do people like about me when they meet me, and then how will that drive them crazy maybe down the road. And it goes back to um, an example that I shared with you um, or in another conversation, Kathy, with friends that I've had. One of the things that really draws me to women and their friendships is their really outgoing nature, their their fun personality. Because in all honesty, honesty and my kids will vouch on this, um, I'm not like a for fun person. I mean, I'd like to be, I'd like to say I am, but I'm really just not. Um, and so I'm drawn to women who have that gift. What I, what I find, though, is typically the women who have the gift of fun are off to the next fun thing. Um, yeah, right. Um, making me feel perhaps a little insecure and left out. And so a strength taken too far is simply something that is a strength in someone but it can also be seen as a weakness. So think about a strength that you have, the listeners. Think about a strength that you have. And then think about, if you can't think of anyone, anything, ask someone, what are the potential weaknesses that are the opposite mm. side of the coin for that strength? Well, are there I, situations where maybe that weakness is more, 
readily viewable than the strength itself. Well, okay, I have an example because on that list, the Jahari window that you had such a practical tool in your book to uh, figure out where your blind spots are, and one of them was a 50, about 50 adjectives. And I was as I was going through it, I saw spontaneous, and I checked that off for myself, much like you're describing friendships that with friends that know how to have fun, that would be me. And I, I view myself as spontaneous, and I think of responsive in a crisis. I'm very flexible. I'm, I'm able to respond really quickly when friends need me. But as a youth, before I began to really understand how to walk in God's spirit, my, I think my parents would have lab, labeled me as impulsive, and they would have been right. It, I was impulsive and even got into trouble impulsively. Because I didn't understand that my spontaneity was meant to be a gift to serve others. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. One of the common ones, that's a great example. One of the ones that I hear often, Kathy, is people who um, feel like a strength of being humorous. Um, ah. Thinking, but not all situations call for humor. And when right. interjected at the wrong time, that can come across as insensitive. Right. So that's just one of many examples of a strength that could also be a weakness depending on the situation. Well, you know, you can tell sometimes, and especially in church, you see this all the time, or in committee groups, you know, in nonprofits when you're trying to be volunteering and doing things or at work. You have people who are strong leaders, and they know how to get the team from point A to point B, and they are just basically railroad everybody else. And mm-hmm. believe me, the rest of the team does not see that as a strength. The rest of the team is complaining about how they never listen. And and because of my personality and my weaknesses over the years, I've learned to love that person who knows how to get there directly, that very direct person, right? So I'm the right. one in the group going, yeah, but we're going to get where we want to go. That vision that you see in that person, he, we just have to remind that Usually, I'm going to say sometimes it's a man, sometimes it's a woman, but we just have to remember to remind them to slow down long enough to listen to the rest of us. But we're I'm excited we get to follow this person because they know how to get us where we want to go. And what a gift uh, that you're able to give that to them. Not everyone is quite to that point, though, Kathy. Um, you know, it, it's hard when someone is behaving in a way, even if it does mm-hmm. have that positive direction. If it's something that hits your personality wrong, um, it's sometimes can be very damaging for that person um, trying to lead with that direct, uh, you know, attitude. It it can be hurtful with the relationships around them, and they may not even know it. It can be so painful. I've seen it happen many times. And it's painful for the people who are trying to follow, who want to offer good advice and help. It's also painful for the leader who doesn't know they have a blind spot there. And they can't figure out why people aren't just seeing the obvious path, you know. Right. It's, ob- it it's so obvious, obvious to them. The rest of us right, need some right. some communication, you know. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And also to take ownership. So I loved your book for that reason. It it gave it gives us a starting point of knowing when our strengths are really just rolling over other people. Or, you know, like I said earlier, how to back up and give a little space to the other person so they can come forward. I love I love that in your book. There are so many practical techniques and practical exercises that you could use even in your own home or at work or at church, any place. Right. So thank right. you Absolutely. for all the, 
I really appreciate all the hard work y'all put into it. And I think I can't remember if I mentioned in this episode or the other one, but I'm going to use that Johari window with my kids and grandkids at spring break. And they will love it. They will think it's so funny and fun that we want to do this. And so it's kind of a business principle, but we'll be taking it to our family and our, my family will think it's hilarious. So I can't wait to try that with them. So that's a perfect example of the kind of practical stuff you just packed into this good book y'all wrote. Yes, and at the end of each chapter, there is a section that's for personal reflection. So, you know, you can read the book individually and, and follow the, the reflection activities, or you could read it as a group, and there's some great group discussion questions as well. I love that idea. One of the things in the book that I just finished has to do with how to start a conversation opener, and I actually thought of you and Brian when I was writing one of them. At the end of one of the chapters, I said, bring in a facilitator. Let the other person start the hard conversation. <laughs> so you sure, don't have to absolutely you, rely you on know, your strengths. So you don't have to be the bad guy. You you still have to live with that that team or that committee or that family after the facilitator's gone. So bring somebody else in to talk about the hard topic. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, I know. I thought you would like that one since you do so much of that, and I've seen you do it really well. Well, as we're coming to the end of this this wonderful conversation on blind spots and and uh, patterns in our lives that may give us a hint and strengths that have been carried too far and appreciating other people's strengths and recognizing them and giving them credit for the strength, even as they kind of steamroll over us, is there anything else you'd like to share in the last minute or two here? Well, there's a, something that you brought up earlier in our conversation that I want to circle back to Brown to, and, and that's to say, like, where does it stop? And that's a, it's yeah. a great question. And, um, you know, I, we go through all these different stages in life. When you have a, a new job or you retire from a job or you become a parent or you become a grandparent or you're yeah. a new neighbor, um, you have all these new situations that – lend themselves to potentially discovering blind spots. And I agree with you. I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect at all, and I'm never going to be perfect. I'm human. Um, so how do you decide which blind spots you're going to really do something about, and how do you decide when you're not going to? And I know for me personally what drives me to make that decision is how, what is this impacting? You know, if ah. it's impacting the relationship I have with my husband or my children, then it's worth investing that time. Wow, now, might there be a blind point. spot, like I discover a hobby that I could go do, like maybe I'm really good at sewing and I didn't know I was good at sewing, um, but I don't really have the time to do that and I have plenty of other hobbies and I have kids that I'm chasing, well, then maybe I'm okay with not pursuing that um, at that time. So, you know, it just depends on, for me, it's all relationship-based. I love but that. Impacting my relationships is worth tackling. Some other I things are things I may put to the side. I love it that you closed us out on that note. Ashley, that is so important to remember. How are my blind spots affecting my relationships? Because that's really what we want, really great relationships. We've been talking to Ashley Kutosh, and she has given us so much to think about, as I knew you would, Ashley. Thank you so much. Don't forget, this is KathyCraffy.com, Truth with a Texas Twang Spoken Here. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh,